Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky on this Thursday of Alabama week. There is a noticeable confidence among Ole Miss fans that I have interacted with this week, both on the radio show and just in life in general. And it's funny, I was talking to somebody yesterday just about the game, and he said, I'm terrified of how confident I am. I, uh, I loved that sentence, so I figured I'd bring it to you guys. But we got a lot to talk about today. Injuries, some possibly good news for Ole Miss going into this game on the injury front, possibly anyway, so we'll talk about that. I think this is a really big game for Lane Kiffin in particular. Of course, it is a big game for Ole Miss, but I think Lane Kiffin has a lot to prove on Saturday, so we'll talk about that. And then I've got three keys to the game for you as well. So here we go. Glad you guys are with me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you are listening on the website. Hop on over to your favorite podcast app, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. Just search for Rebel Report. You will find it there. Also, follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find me there. So we'll start with the, the injury front. We'll start there. Um... Three guys that everybody's been questioning uh, whether or not they can play this weekend. Caden Prescore on the tight end, Zachary Franklin, who you've yet to see in an Ole Miss uniform, or at least actually on the field, and Trey Harris. So the expectation for Caden Prescore in the entire time has uh, been Alabama. I know there was reporting that that eh, maybe could play for Georgia Tech, but more likely Alabama. Based on everything I'm hearing and then uh, reporting from uh, my good friend Brian Scott Rippey, he's going to play this weekend. How effective will he be? That's kind of the the million-dollar question going into this game is how effective can he be after missing a few weeks, even though he did spend, you know, training camp working with Jackson Dart. There's a familiarity there. Apparently, Prescorn was Dart's, like, target uh, up until the injury. There is some rapport there. It's not like they've never practiced or worked together before, but still, There's going to be some natural rust there, at least to some degree, but he's an experienced football player, and his presence on the field can absolutely affect Alabama and what they're able to do defensively. I mean, he is a, at least what he showed you at Memphis last year, he's got the ability to be a complete tight end that can be a threat in the passing game, that's physical enough to be a blocker, that can draw eyes away from other people in this offense. And as you guys know, It's a broken record thing, but it bears repeating. With just competency at tight end, this offense can become really dynamic, even more dynamic than it has been this year and last year without one. Because they really haven't had consistency at tight end for two years now. And uh, Prescorn's availability is huge. How effective will that be? I mean, there's there's availability and then there's effective uh, availability. Will he be able to play 100% of the snaps? Uh, I don't think that... You should expect him to be on the field for every single snap. I mean, most players aren't anyway. But can he give you 75%? Uh, Because if he can, 
based on, again, we, we haven't seen him yet in an Ole Miss uniform, and there could be some rust playing for the first time post-injury, but his presence, if he's on the field for 60-75% of the snaps, whatever the number is, it really can open things up for this offense if he is what everybody was saying that he is going into this season. I mean, already a team captain, already on the leadership council, was Dart's favorite uh, target in training camp and was a highly coveted portal addition for this team. And he is the the complete package when it comes to skill sets at that position. So him being available and playing in this game, which is the expectation... um, He's full go, apparently. I mean, that, that's that's what somebody told me yesterday, that he's full go. Um, we'll see exactly what that means on Saturday. But regardless, he's going to play. And uh, that possibly is a really, really big deal for Ole Miss. Very important to have a, a true, impactful tight end in this offense. It can change a lot of things. We'll see if uh, he can jump right into that or not. Zachary Franklin sounds like he's going to play. Uh, there's there's mixed rumors out there about how uh, how healthy he is. I know the media got to see some practice, and um, you know they viewed him you know participating in the practice, although not necessarily looking totally fluid. But you know there's rumors about how he's full go and ready, and it, it like is uh, completely totally factored into the game plan 100. percent And then there's there's rumors that that they're going to kind of see how effective he can be. I don't know. I have no idea. We'll find out on Saturday. But every uh, every rumor, all the talking points are, he's going to be in uniform and play. So how effective, again, how effective will he be? I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen him in an Ole Miss uniform yet, but he was a coveted portal addition. He's an experienced football player and has shown the ability at this level to be highly effective. And uh, when depth was an issue last week at wide receiver, when it was just kind of, you know, Watkins and Wade, and then a true freshman, and then just kind of what do you have there at wide receiver? Having another option who is as experienced as Zachary Franklin can, certainly can't hurt. How much will he play? I don't know. How effective will he be? I don't know. But sounds like you're going to get your first look at him this weekend. And finally, Trey Harris. I am shocked, honestly. Uh, I, I would be shocked if uh, if he plays. Now, um, that's just kind of me being, I don't know, a pessimist, maybe. Is that the right word? Uh, just when, when he got hurt the way he did, when if the rumors weren't true about an MCL sprain, I, I would not have expected him to, to play in this game. But uh, there are rumors, if you will. Uh, shout out Fleetwood Mac of the possibility that he takes a few snaps in this game, maybe even more. Now, the, the viewing period at practice showed him not participating, but... You know, media is only allowed to view a very small portion of practice, and maybe they they could have just told him to, hey, stand around while this is going on. When we kick them out, you can participate in practice and then, you know, play these mind games with Saban, uh, if you will. But what what I've said on the radio show and what I'll say to you guys is, and this is purely just my thinking and not sourced in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't expect him to play a lot on Saturday. And if he does, just be pleasantly surprised at that fact. It just it seems early uh, recovering from his injury. If he doesn't play, it doesn't mean that there was a setback. It just it is early. It does seem early. And that's okay. 
Um, but if he gives you anything at all, then that's better than getting nothing uh, from him. He's going to draw attention away from that defense. Um, he is obviously a very capable wide receiver, and so if he's on the field at all, uh, you would much rather have that than him not on the field at all, as long as you're not risking uh, re-injury, which uh, that, that's why they have doctors and stuff. If he plays, they've evaluated all of those options. And But anyway, him playing at all is, is a plus. I wish I could tell you how much to expect him to play. I'm kind of pessimistic uh, on his chances to be impactful in this game. Uh, but I've been wrong before, and I will be uh, be wrong again. So there's your injury update. I expect to see a lot of Caden Prescorn. I expect to see Zachary Franklin to some degree. We'll have to wait and see on Trey Harris. So there you go. Getting Prescorn back is huge. Even if he's not 100%, his presence can change the way they call and operate offensively for a lot of reasons. So that that is a, a big, big deal having him for Saturday. Before we continue, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website, Advantage Business Systems. If you are in Mississippi and your business needs office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's technology, if it's in the office and your business needs it, check them out online, absms.com. Tell them I sent you and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. We've got 16 locations in Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. And they will truly make you their priority as they do me every single time I walk into my Priority One Bank location, just right down the road from where I sit right now. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. All right, next thing I want to talk about is... uh, how I think this is a big game for Lane Kiffin in particular. Now, obviously, it's big for Ole Miss for a lot of reasons. If you can win this game, you'll vault up into the top 10. Then you can really start you know, kind of thinking about the possibility of making the playoff, winning the SEC West. The LSU game next week will be the biggest game on Ole Miss's campus probably since LSU in 2003. I mean, 20 years ago. Uh, It it will have that feel. So don't get me wrong. It is a massive, massive game for for Ole Miss, the program. An opportunity, maybe. Like, losing this game for Ole Miss is not the end of the world. Now, it really sets you back in the the race for the SEC West. This is a real opportunity to beat Alabama when they're seemingly pretty vulnerable. Uh, But a loss won't, like, set you super far back. So a big game should have consequences. And I don't know how deep the consequences are of this one. I, it's kind of teetering on free shot, although I, if you're going to get Alabama, this is the Alabama to get. Point is, it's obviously very big for Ole Miss, but I think that this game in particular is huge for Lane Kiffin in particular. The The perception of Lane Kiffin for his career, for how people look at Uh, his ability to coach, but most importantly, to sustain and to build a program. Uh, After week five, this will be his longest tenured stop as a coach, after week five. Um, He has not yet allowed himself to show the ability that he is a builder and a sustainer. If you read the LA Times article earlier this week, uh, you did learn that he was, at least according to him, was lied to which, you know, a lot of people actually kind of back that up. 
uh, when he took the USC job about the the incoming sanctions, he, he expected it to be much better than it was. They got decimated, absolutely decimated by the NCAA, and he had no idea, but has yet to show the ability to build a program and sustain a program once he builds it. And playing well and winning this game would go a long way for the perception of Lane Kiffin, and it would show you a lot about the ability to do those two things. Everybody knows that he is a very good football coach. The Twitter and stuff aside, when it comes down to it, the guy can coach football and win. He had two double-digit win seasons in three years at Florida Atlantic. You want to see what they've been before and since he got there? Uh, It's not good. He's a winner. He's a brilliant offensive mind. You know, there's there's the stories and the Joey Freshwater stuff and everything that comes with Kiffin, but at his root is a really good football coach. But what he has not proved yet is the, the ability to build and sustain. And at Ole Miss, he went to a Sugar Bowl, followed that up with an eight-win season that was frankly disappointing. But 18 wins in two years, only Alabama and Georgia and the SEC in the last two years have won more games than that. And so that happens... He's got Ole Miss to a place where it feels like they are nationally relevant and a roster that is ready to compete. But can he take Ole Miss to that next level? Can he take them from, oh, they're good, they're respectable, to a threat? Winning this game on Saturday would tell the college football world that Ole Miss is a threat. A threat in the SEC and a threat nationally, especially with the expanded playoff coming, for sure. It would prove to everybody that Lane Kiffin is more than just a really good offensive mind who's goofy on social media and has has a backstory. It would prove to everybody that Lane Kiffin is a threat, a real threat, that what he's doing at Ole Miss is he, he's elevating that program and establishing a seat at the table. You know, everybody, myself included, is kind of relishing in what appears to be the downfall of Clemson and Dabo Sweeney but he took them to that next level. Clemson had a national championship in, you know, 1981. Um, it was a nice program that people respected, and they had a, a stadium that people liked and a fan base that was good, and that, that's all they had. Dabo Sweeney took them to a next level and made them a championship program. Can you do that at Ole Miss? I don't know. We'll have to see. But here is a golden opportunity for Lane Kiffin to show that he's got the ability to take a program to the next level, to the upper tier, establishing a seat at that table and beating Alabama would show a lot of people that he can do that. This is a huge, huge, huge game for Lane Kiffin in particular and, of course, for uh, for Ole Miss as well. There is a lot of confidence uh, around here and, uh, you know, I don't blame you if you're confident about this game. I really don't. There have been times in the past where Ole Miss has played Alabama and Ole Miss fans have thought that the team was going to win and you knew deep down that is false hope. That that is just fan belief and it's not going to go down like that. This feels different. Ole Miss may or may not win. We'll have to see. But this is one of those... They can, and they don't have to be perfect and catch ridiculous breaks and have a fortunate penalty and a ball bounce off a guy's helmet. They don't have to have that. They can line up and beat Alabama on Saturday. They, they can do it. 
If they play their A game, they can win this game. And it's not a one in a million thing either. It's they, They've got a real shot here. And so the, the fan confidence, I don't blame you for having it. Uh, I mean, I, yesterday I picked Ole Miss to win the game by a field goal uh, because right now they're playing better football than Alabama. Could that change on Saturday? Sure. What I would like to see from Lane Kiffin is what I saw really from him last year. Too many people are talking about the way Kiffin coaches against Alabama as if he was reckless or whatever a year ago. 2021 was a disaster. Um, he coached afraid of Alabama in that game, made reckless decisions. Was It, it was emotional instead of pragmatic, and so they got blown out early when they, if they would have just punted the ball away a few times. The defense actually got some stops, and anyway, we don't need to rehash that. He didn't coach that way last year. Uh, applying Saying that, well, Kiffin always does this and then drops the ball in the actual game, that wasn't last year. It wasn't last year at all. They coached and called a good game. Bryce Young was just a magician. Zach Evans suffered a concussion and dropped a ball, dropped the ball just before his butt hit the ground. It, had he not dropped that ball when he got hit in the head, Alabama doesn't score there, and Ole Miss probably wins that game. And they still had to throw to the end zone to win. It was what happened after that game that was a problem. But they coached and called a really good game that day. Um, if they just... And I expect them to be this way, actually, because I just... I don't... I don't think that anybody is intimidated by Alabama anymore. I don't think that inside of that building, they view Alabama as, well, we got to be perfect and gimmicky or else we're losing. I don't think that that's their mentality this week. But you would like to see Kiffin coach more like 2021, or excuse me, like 2022 than 2021. I think that they can go into this game with some level of confidence in themselves to not have to do anything crazy. Um, which is weird to say because that's not how it's always been with Ole Miss in the past. But um, as long as he, again, if he acts like 2022 and not 2021, they have a chance to win. Don't do anything stupid early. Don't go for it on fourth down from your own red zone. And they've got a real shot here. And I think that they will approach this game in that way. I don't think in 2021 he believed he actually had a shot to win the game. I think the popcorn thing just kind of came out of nowhere Last year, they believed they had a chance to win and didn't. Should have, but didn't. They believe they have a chance to win this year, and they don't have to do anything crazy to get it. Interesting dynamic. Finally, uh, keys to the game. Here's three big plays on both sides. That's key number one. You have to limit them from Alabama because I do not think that Milrow can sit in the pocket and dink and dunk you down the field with 12 play drives and beat you. Where he can beat you is explosive plays with a deep ball, and you saw it twice last week, even though one of them wasn't a catch. It was still a busted coverage, and then the other one went for a touchdown last week. Can't do that on Saturday. You have got to uh, avoid those busted coverages, and you can't let Milrow with his legs uh, have explosive plays, especially when you get opportunities uh, to, to get him down. You can't let him beat you with his legs like that. Big plays, both uh, in, in busted coverages and uh, allowing Milrow to have explosive plays with his legs. I don't think he can beat you standing in the pocket and throwing the football in intermediate and short routes. Um, as long as there, there's no coverage busts in the secondary, I, I think Ole Miss has a real shot here. And then you've got to capitalize on your opportunities as well if, you, if you're Ole Miss. Uh, Jackson Dart's got to be really, really good in this game. He has been so far this season. Obviously, the price of poker goes up. But uh, if he can distribute the deep ball like he has so far this season in this game, 
I mean, with with the precision that those two, especially uh, last week against Georgia Tech to Watkins and Wade, if if he can do that this week, Ole Miss has a a real shot. So big plays, capitalizing on the opportunities because you know know that Kiffin and Weiss are going to have things for this game that Alabama has yet to see. And so when those opportunities are there, when those receivers are open, Dart's got to deliver. He has so far this year. It's a little bit different now. And then those coverage busts that you saw against Georgia Tech, those cannot happen this time. Key number two, get home with four. Alabama's offensive line has been really, frankly, bad this year. And Ole Miss's defensive front has been productive when it, when it comes to getting to the quarterback. Um, what is it, 10 sacks this year? They've been productive on the defensive line. Can they get home with four? Can they generate pressure with four to allow them to you know, have some focus on Milrow that isn't... Um, if they aren't able to get pressure with four and they have to bring extra blitzers, that, of course, will clear running lanes. Uh, you know, breaking news more at 11. That's why I get paid the big bucks. But if they're able to get home with four, if if Johnson can get pressure and, and actually break down and, and make the plays because they've been there for him, he's getting pressure, just not finishing. But if he and Ivy and Pegues and... And, and Ukwu and Stone, these guys that have, have generated pass rush and pressure on their own, if they can do that, that allows Pete Golding to be so much more flexible with how he contains Milrow in the running game. If they're not able to get home with four, then having to bring extra guys to, to generate pressure could clear running lanes, and that's where the explosive plays come from. So continue to get home with four. That Alabama offensive line has not been good so far this year. But it's still a group of guys that are highly talented anyway. At least they were as prospects. So it's a challenge for this Ole Miss defensive front. Can they get home with four? I think they can, but that is a major question. And finally, it's Dart's comfort. Jackson Dart has been a menace in the second half of games this season. Can he continue to elevate his play as a game goes on? Because... It's not going to go perfect early. At least nobody should think so. I don't think so. There are going to be struggles. He's going to get sacked. Guys are going to be open. It's it's going to be, I think, early kind of a slog. And so can he continue what he's done the last couple of weeks where he just kind of allows the game to come to him, he doesn't make mistakes, protects the football, allows it to breathe a little bit, and then as the game goes on, continue to elevate his play. It's Bryant-Denny, a not-sold-out Bryant-Denny, by the way. Haven't sold this game out yet. But it's still Bryant-Denny. It's an intimidating environment. It's a loud environment. It's the best team he's played this year. If he can still maintain that comfortability, if he can still be stoic like he's been and elevate his game as the game goes on, I think Ole Miss will win. They have the better quarterback. He's playing at... Frankly, he's playing at an elite level. If that continues, if he allows himself to maintain comfort and not let the environment and the stakes of the game get to him like he has in the last couple of weeks on in lesser environments and games that aren't as impactful, if he can still maintain that mentality, Ole Miss will win the game. They are better at the most important position on the field. If he keeps that up, Ole Miss will win the game. So... Uh, Limit big plays, get pressure with four, and Jackson Dart, if he is just comfortable, 
in that setting, Ole Miss will win the game. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you uh, after the game for a, a post-game recap. I'll see you guys then. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully, we'll be back here uh, with some happy listeners. We'll, uh, we'll see. Talk to you guys uh, on Saturday night. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.